Good evening. How are you doing out there? Welcome to College Hoops Chat, a brand new radio share show here on Nourishell's fabulous community radio station, WVOX, 1460 AM. My name is Jim Maceno, and I am going to be the host of College Hoops Chat, a show that's going to be on this time slot every Monday night as we make our way through the college basketball season. And yes, there will be a college basketball season. November 25th is the day. Mark that on your calendar where college basketball has been officially approved to start games uh, by the NCAA. So yes, if that's a question somebody was going to call with, yes, we are going to have college basketball for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, Of course, we have COVID out there and... uh, Could it uh, cause enormous problems for the season? Sure. Yes, COVID could cause problems. But right now, I think the thinking is that if they could do it in football with 80, 90 guys on a team uh, where most of the games are getting played, uh, NCAA football games every Saturday, they can certainly play basketball with 13 guys uh, on a team or 13 women on a team. Um, So right now, it's all systems go for college basketball starting November 25th. Okay, so again, my name is Jim Maceno, and I'm incredibly excited about having this radio show. Um, I've been on WVOX for 24 years. Uh, I started with my own radio show back in 1996, uh, where I talked about local New Rochelle issues after I'd run for mayor in New Rochelle and did not win. But they, uh, the, uh, the one thing I did win from uh, losing for mayor was getting a radio show here at VOX. Then I was elected to the Westchester County Legislature. Um, and I, uh, once I had, I was elected, I made it the Westchester County report where I did reporting on what's going on in the county government. And in 2018, I left the county legislature, uh, to become the consumer protection director for Westchester County. And now I have another radio show that's every Tuesday morning at 11 AM called the Westchester consumer report. However, my passion is sports. I love my government work and I love uh, public life, but I love sports. I watch sports all the time, nights and weekends, all day long. Just ask my wife. And speaking of my wife, big thank you to my wife. Uh, tonight is my 24th wedding anniversary, and we had an early dinner so I can come and do this radio show. Thank you, Gene Maysano. Love you. Um, so I asked WVOX, can I have a college basketball radio show? And you might ask, Why? And the answer is, there's quite a buzz about college basketball in New Rochelle like I haven't seen since Jim Valvano in the late 1970s uh, in New Rochelle. Uh, It's quite um, a buzz in New Rochelle. And why? Two words, Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino, the new basketball coach at Iona College. One of the greatest college basketball coaches in history is at Iona College right now. Right? Unbelievable. At Iona College, we have one of the best coaches ever. Won national championships with Louisville. Won national championship with Kentucky. Uh, Out of the blue, took Providence to the Final Four. Uh, Shocked the basketball world when he did that. Um, Just a tremendous coach, and he's at Iona College. So WVOX agreed that with so many people excited about Rick Pitino coming to Iona College, it was the right time to have a college basketball radio show. Now, I love college basketball. 
love at first sight. Um, I started watching college basketball after the cartoons as a little kid. The cartoons were on on Saturday morning. And back in the day, they only showed college basketball on TV on Saturday. It's not like now at ESPN and Fox and all these channels where you can watch every night. Back then, it was Saturday. And I would watch... Uh, the cartoons, and I'd stay in front of the TV. The other kids went out and played. I'd watch college basketball. Uh, I'll tell you an interesting story. In 1974, while sitting there in front of the TV, watching this new thing I found called college basketball, being only 11 years old, I literally watched Notre Dame beat UCLA and break their 88-game win streak. Talk about love at first sight. Uh, that was love at first sight, watching Notre Dame win that historic game that's been talked about uh, for decades. Um, in 1976, I adopted the Marquette Warriors uh, to be um, my team, the Marquette Warriors. And um, that was pretty cool. Why did I do that? Because they were they recruited, had recruited two kids from Yonkers that I read about in the Standard Star newspaper. And um, I started following. They had this epic coach from Queens named Al McGuire, uh, later on was a famous announcer and an analyst during college basketball games with Billy Packer. Uh, I adopted Marquette and the following year when I was in eighth grade, when I was in eighth grade, they won the national championship. Talk about falling into luck. Uh, okay, so um, that is how uh, my very early years of being a basketball fan uh, f- for college games happened all the way back to the 1970s. We have a call. So let's go to the phone line. Good morning. Good, good morning. That's normally my morning show. Now I got to say good evening. Good evening. Hey, Jim. This is Guy Filatico. Hey, Guy. How are you? Okay. How you doing? Doing great. So, folks, this is my special guest for the show. So let's get right into it. Uh, Guy Filatico is uh, somebody that if you don't know him, you need to meet him. You need to get to know him because Guy uh, runs the Iona Hoops uh, website and uh, talk board and message board. And Guy has been the person for for years now that has really kept an excitement around Iona College basketball. And uh, when I told him I was going to do this radio show, we decided we'd work together. I would promote all the great work uh, Guy is doing, not only with IonaHoops.com, but he now has a podcast as well. And I actually appeared on the podcast. It's the latest one you can find. So I'm sure he's going to tell you all about that. But I just want to say, Guy, awesome work in keeping the, the news about Iona College out there on social media and on the Internet. And I want, that's why I wanted you to be the first guest of the show, uh, because uh, I am a huge Iona College basketball fan. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that Rick Pitino was one of the reasons we're having uh, this radio show. So I'm looking forward to working with you and kind of help you out and promote all the great work you're doing for Iona. Well, thank you, Jim. Before I talk about uh, what I do, I want to thank you for bringing College Hoops talk back to the airwaves in New Rochelle. You know, as you said, there's a huge buzz out there right now with Patino, uh, you know, and, and uh, working in New Rochelle as opposed to some of the other places he's been. Uh, and um, I think it's fantastic that you have seized the opportunity to maybe build up more of a community of, of basketball junkies in, in this area. So great job by you. Thanks. And, and the good news, right, Guy, which is something you identified when I first called you, is we're bringing Iona College basketball back to WVOX, which hosted the live games uh, years ago. 
That's right, and that's why when you had said that, it was a bit nostalgic for me. I should tell you, uh, I've, I graduated from Iona in 1991, so I've been an Iona basketball fan for quite a while. And back then, again, like you said, you would turn on to hear uh, Gary Stanley uh, give the play-by-play on WVOX. So uh, it is kind of like a lot of little nostalgia here as we enter in a new era, but yet that throwback feel as well. Absolutely, and not only was Gary Stanley the guy who did the games for WVOX, over at Iona College, uh, but his son, Casey, is now one of the assistant coaches to Rick Pitino at Iona College. Talk about nostalgic. Yeah, I mean, he, Casey's actually grown up in Iona basketball. Not many people, I think, can really say that. I mean, this is somebody who was a ball boy when he was a little kid. And here he is now as Rick Pitino's assistant coach and, um, you know, one of his primary recruiters. So it, that's, a, that's a wild life of Iona basketball right there. Absolutely, uh, yes. And I listened to uh, a great podcast where you recently interviewed uh, Casey. All right, Guy, tell us all about IonaHoops.com. Tell us all about your podcast and instruct everybody how they can start following you uh, out there on the Internet. Well, I, I graduated from Iona in 1991, so it was after the Pat Kennedy year ended is when I got to campus. So there was a lot of mediocrity uh, when I got there, but I still fell in love with the program. And then, you know, as the 90s progressed, the Internet became something. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, by the late 90s, there were message boards for college basketball fans, and I actually started one for Iona in 1998. So here we are, uh, you know, <laughs> 22 years later, and I'm still moderating an Iona basketball message board. It's been a fun ride, you know, all the time, you know, from, from the uh, Tim Welsh to the Ruland eras and, and through Tim Kloos. I mean, it, it's just been a great ride. Uh, the message board has, has grown. It, it, it gets probably about just about a million page views per year. Uh, and that's and there's a counter on the board, so you can verify that. Um, um, but yes, uh, it's been very uh, been a, uh, several iterations of a message board that I've been running for for more than 20 years. You know, I've served a couple terms on the alumni board of directors, so I'm actively still involved with the college. And of course, being a basketball junkie, that was a given. Um, the last couple of years, people have been like, "Guy, oh, you really should start a podcast. You should do it." And I didn't know anything about it. What do I know? Uh, but uh, fi- you know, when when COVID hit. I found myself with more time, and I said, you know, maybe I will give this a try. I can get it started pretty quickly. I have a lot of connections. I can, I have the guests that I can get, um, and so it's off and running, and it's doing pretty well, and I'd love to see where it goes when we actually have basketball games. So, Guy, tell everybody exactly where they find, well, obviously they find IonaHoops.com at IonaHoops.com. Yes. We, we have yep, that figured yep. out for everybody. Yeah, so that's yeah, it's that, that's very simple. Uh, it's uh, ionhoops.com. I've owned that uh, that URL for probably a good twenty years. I, I should stress it is not it, a little disclaimer. This is not associated with icgales.com. This is truly a fan-run site. I control the content, um, so I wanted to point that out. Um, but um, and then th- th- there are links to the podcast uh, um, through that site. You'll I'll always update when there's a. Uh, uh, an updated uh, podcast, but you guys can go to um, uh, it, it's it's on the Anchor platform uh, primarily. It's Anchor.fm slash Iona Hoops, and that'll take you to links to uh, Apple and 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 Google and and Spotify and all the other platforms where you can hear podcasts. Right, guy, and I and I can tell you, I went on to uh, the Apple uh, for the iPhone podcast uh, app and just wrote in Iona. Hoops, and of course your 
uh, podcast came right up that way. I think it's the same for Spotify. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've cornered the market on Iona Basketball Podcasts on uh, <laughs> on the platforms. All right, guys. So let's uh, so let me talk a little bit with you because we did this on the podcast. Um, uh, our joint love of Iona College basketball, and again, uh, we're going to talk about all 353 college basketball teams on this show. If anybody wants to call, uh, the second half of the show, folks, is always going to be for the callers. The whole second half, we're going to be taking calls. I'll be talking with guests for the first half hour. Uh, at least for now, that's the that's the plan. Uh, but I started loving Iona College basketball in the 70s, growing up in New Rochelle, reading the Standard Star newspaper, where they really had in-depth coverage at the time of Iona College basketball. As I told you on the podcast, I remember when they were recruiting Dave Brown and Glenn Vickers and Jeff Rulin. These were front-page stories when Jimmy Valvano was bringing in these big-time basketball players, Kevin Hamilton as well. Uh, and that's the group of people that put together that amazing team back in 1980 uh, that actually is the last time we won an NCAA uh, championship game. Uh, well, not actually the championship, a big dance game uh, against Holy Cross. That group of, of guys under Jim Valvano, which was a tremendous team. I only think they lost four or five games that year. That's the best team in the school's history. You know, they had national rankings, and uh, yeah, I mean that was a, that was a tremendous team. It was before my time, but um, I actually think I somewhere in my archives I have a I have a tape of the Iona Louisville game that, of course, everybody claims that they were at. Yes, um, <laughs> I will not claim such thing because I was about ten years old. Uh, All but, I remember, um, guy, is Ruland had something like thirty-two points and twenty rebounds, like an so, yep. unbelievable numbers to beat Louisville. Yes, yes. Um, and and uh, yeah, it would have been. A, I mean, I wish I were a little older, where I could appreciate what what was going on in in New York college basketball at that time. Yeah. So, uh, and then after, uh, and and they got two big recruits after Valvano left, or maybe actually, I think Valvano was involved in the recruiting. But then Pat Kennedy sealed the deal, and that was with Steve Burt and Gary Springer, which was another great time in Iona college basketball. Just before you, uh, in the '80s, they had some tremendous teams. Uh, that uh, won a lot of games and went into the NCAA tournament a few times uh, with Steve Burton and Gary Springer. Uh, you probably have met those guys over the years with your following of Iona College. I have, and especially since both of them had kids that eventually played at the college. So, yes, I did, That's right. I did get to meet them. Um, again, I didn't see too many games during that time. I'm sure there are some. Uh, my, hopefully YouTube's got a couple I'd love to go watch because it is fascinating to see how much the game has changed since that time. Um, but, yeah, again, that was just before my time. Actually, one of the first games I ever watched was like the 1985 MAC final on TV, and uh, it was right before I started going to Iona, and I was uh, I think they lost it to overtime, in overtime to Fairfield. Right, uh, right. That was my introduction to Iona basketball, and for a while I thought I was a jinx because the program really w- went to a very mediocre state for about 10 straight years there. Did you go to school <laughs> in the Gary Brokaw years? That's when I got there. Oh, yeah, so That was not yeah, the greatest so, time for Iona College basketball. N- no, that's, I, I mean, I was there for 10 years of mediocrity until, uh, until Tim Welsh uh, turned things around. Tim Welsh uh, did a great job. Uh, 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 of course, Kevin Willard did a great job. Jeff Rulin had yep. some really good teams. And then Tim Kloos just was a fabulous coach. Uh, and here's the stat I've been throwing around. I did it on the podcast. Let's do it on the show. Right now, Iona College has the ninth longest streaks of consecutive appearances in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the number is four. 
They've been to four consecutive NCAA tournaments. That ranks them ninth in all of college basketball. Now, they weren't going to make the NCAA tournament last year. The streak would have been broken, but we didn't have an NCAA tournament. So Iona's streak is alive, guy. That's exactly right. I, I think our friends from Siena might disagree with that, but the fact is that the, the, the NCAA tournament did not take place. Yes. So in, in terms of MAC, true, true MAC rules, Iona's been to the last four Iona's been the NCAA tournament representative the last four years. Right. All right, so now we'll jump into the day. So we have Rick Pitino as the coach at Iona College. There's all this excitement and the buzz. Uh, both you and I, I believe, from what I see on Twitter, watched uh, Rick Pitino's appearance in front of the Iona College alumni this past Saturday. A very interesting interview by uh, our friend, our mutual friend, Vin Parisi, interviewing Rick Pitino. Uh, you also interviewed Casey Stanley on your podcast. So, uh uh, if you listen to, and by folks, if you want to learn about what's going on at Iona College basketball, I would start with Guy's podcast with Casey Stanley because you can learn an awful lot about the basketball team right there. And then I would watch Rick Pitino. If you, I don't know, are they going to put that public so people can see that? Guy, do you know the Rick Pitino? It interview? is. It's, uh, I, Iona's uh, official athletic site shared it today. It's, the video is on YouTube. I'm sure it's pretty findable for those who want to search. All right, so as of today, besides listening to Guy and I chat, if you want to learn an awful lot about Iona College basketball, go to uh, Iona Hoops podcast and listen to the Casey Stanley interview and listen to the Rick Pitino interview from Vinny Parisi uh, for Alumni Weekend this past week and the homecoming interview. Uh, both were really interesting, Guy. I learned so much about where we stand today with Iona College basketball. It's, it's really exciting. Um, the, the one theme I'm going to say, though, like we have so much energy and we're all pumped up for it, but I, it's funny talking to Casey and even talking uh, and even hearing Rick Pitino, you know, there, there, there's a little bit of caution because, you know, I think people are expecting that big jump to something like a Sweet 16 birth in year one. This is going to be a pretty young team still. I mean, there's a, there's a senior core, but beyond that, there's a lot of freshmen and sophomores. Everybody has to learn the system. Um, they're not going to come out and just blow everybody away. And the MAC is going to be a little bit improved. They're not going to just walk to everybody in the MAC either. Um, hey, by the time we get to March, and I, uh, Jimmy, you and I were talking about this, we expect them, we both expect them to be quite a bit stronger. They'll have played a season together, and uh, they'll be a much more dangerous team. But uh, cautious, cautious optimism. Yes, well, Rick Pitino and Casey Stanley both talked a lot about how uh, because of COVID and the lack of ability to get guys in the gym uh, over the summer like you normally would and starting a little late, the practices uh, here in the fall, uh, they really haven't had much time to teach them the Rick Pitino method, they, the Rick Pitino-style basketball. Uh, they didn't have a lot of time, so uh, in a way, the season starting uh, later, actually, was very helpful to both to Iona. Both Casey and Rick mentioned this uh, because they have more time to teach the kid Rick Rich, Rick Pitino's system. Uh, Rick Pitino, I don't know about you, guy, but he like sent chills down my spine when he was talking about his excitement about player development. How he was going to take kids that were possibly pros but had some weaknesses in their game and work on those weaknesses to improve them to make them pro prospects. I mean, Rick Pitino knows exactly what he's doing in a player development standpoint. Yeah, and there's definitely a couple of guys in this roster that have that potential. 
Um, first and foremost, the 7-1 uh, freshman, Osborne Shima, uh, his problem right now is he's thin as a rail. <laughs> um, they, need to, uh, and, uh, they need to put him on the Brian Byer diet. That's what, uh, that's what uh, Patino said. Uh, They've got to beef him up. Uh, and, and, you know, he has the skills, but he doesn't have the body. Um, so let's see what happens. Uh, again, player development is, is Patino's strength. We all know that. Um, taking somebody like that who has such potential and had major offers, uh, coming in and still chose Iona. We'll see what he let's see what he looks like in a couple of years. Osborne Shima, folks, is seven foot one. He uh, was a junior college transfer. Only played one year, so he's coming in as a sophomore. He's seven foot one. Uh, has some terrific offensive skills. Can shoot the ball even, but he's only one ninety five at seven one. They've already put uh, twenty pounds on him, so he went he went from one ninety five to two fifteen. But they're planning to get another twenty pounds on him before the season starts. He can have twenty pounds from me. <laughs> a lot of like a lot of the old time Iona fans could say that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, you know, one thing we should tell folks is Iona has four players back from last year, uh, and they've got eight or nine brand new players that came in uh, that were recruited uh, after Rick got the job in March. When, by the way, most of the prospects around the country had already committed to college teams. Rick Pitino and his staff, the coaches, their contacts. We're able to kind of run around America and find all the best players that haven't hadn't signed with anyone, and they were able to quickly get them signed up uh, and recruited into the Iona program. So that that's one of the problems why it's going to be a bit of a slow evolution with the Iona College basketball this season because it's a brand new team. Even the uh, returning players, uh, it's a, a brand new system for them. All thirteen players from Iona College are learning the program from scratch. So uh, here's what I always say. I think you say the same guy. What you see from Iona on November 25th when they open against Fordham is going to be very different than what you're going to see in February. They're going to be a much better team in February, the Iona College Gales. Yeah, there's no question. The talent level is there. There's certainly an upgrade from what we saw in the past probably two years or so. Uh, although, of course, Tim Clues had some really talented squads. Um, but they're young, and, and, and it's going to take some time and, again, learning a whole new system. And even the MAC has a couple of, you know, veteran teams that are not as impacted by COVID because they're just picking up where they left off. I'm talking about Siena, I'm talking about St. Peter's, I'm talking about Monmouth. You know, these are teams that have a lot of guys back playing the same exact system they've been playing in, whereas we've got young kids coming in, joining guys who are, everybody's learning a brand new system. So uh, it's not going to be a, a cakewalk. It's going to be a fun ride, um, but it starts this year, and then we'll see where it takes us. It's very exciting. Uh, all right, so I think we're bumping up against the uh, our, our first half of the social guy. Let me thank you so much for coming on. It was a really perfect segue there. Uh, thank you for all the information about Iona College. Thank you for what you do uh, out in the Internet world. And let's remind everybody, Guy, if you want to find Guy's fine work on his website, and on his podcast, go to ionahoops.com. Right, Guy? ionahoops.com. You'll find everything you need there. All right, Join Guy. We're going to have, have you back one of these days on the show again. Keep up the great work. Thank you for having, uh, having me on, Jim. We'll talk soon. All right, folks. It's Jim Mason. If you want to call the show and be on in the next segment after the commercial break, 914-636-0110. Give us a call, and you can chat about college basketball tonight at WVOX. We'll be right back after this uh, commercial break.
Yes, you're inside the Premier College Hoop. It's Jim Maisano, Fox News, straight ahead at 8.30. Making friends in the morning. You guys are the greatest. Dennis and Tawny and Good Morning Westchester. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9, right here on 1460 WVOX. 1460 WVOX. Okay, folks, we're back on College Hoops Chat. Brand new radio show here at WVOX. I'm Jim Masano. Very excited to be here on the first night. Thank you to Guy Filatico. What a great job he does covering... um, I own a college hoops at Ionahoops.com. And I uh, hope you all uh, will uh, go over to his website and take a look at it. Uh, uh, excellent work by Guy. He'll be back on the show in the future. All right. So if you'd like to give us a call, the number here is 914-636-0110. So as you can see, the way the show is going to work is uh, I'll talk at the beginning, kind of give my little update on what's going on in the college basketball world. Of course, we have a month to go before the game start. Uh, so we have some time now uh, to do a lot of um, preparation and kind of review of the upcoming season, some predictions, uh, and we'll do that over the next month until November 25th when the games start. So I'll, I'll go first, and then I'm going to bring a guest in every week. We'll have people to talk about individual programs. I have, I have already connected with a few people uh, that'll come in. Casey Stanley, uh, the assistant coach at Iowa College, is scheduled to come in next Monday night. That'll be nice to have one of Rick Pitino's assistants here to talk about Iona College basketball. But we're not just going to talk about uh, Iona College, much, even though they're the home team here uh, in New Rochelle. The, um, I will um, be covering all 353 teams. They're all on the table. So if you want to call and talk about any program you love or you care about, this is an open line. So the second half of the show uh, will certainly uh, let people call, talk about any, any college basketball stories they want to talk about. Um, there are some schools, though, that I'm a little bit uh, preferential to. Uh, and I will tell you that um, I, I root for eight teams, eight different college basketball teams I root for. Uh, and so we're talking a lot about those eight teams as well as uh, the other 300, uh, uh, 345 teams across America. But uh, as we've talked about a lot, I've been following Iona College since high school. I went to Iona Prep. I grew up here in the great city of New Rochelle, went to Iona Prep, and started following Iona College back uh, in the 70s and never stopped watching and rooting for Iona College. Uh, We'll be talking about them. And I also mentioned uh, that I'm a St. John's fan. I've been rooting for St. John's since the 70s, and I'll tell you why. Remember I told you I became a fan in the 70s because after I watched the cartoons in the morning as a kid, college basketball came on? Well, there was a time where St. John's being the really good um, New York team, that was one of the games they usually showed. So on a Saturday afternoon, I kept seeing Luke Corniseca, uh and uh, the St. John's, then Redmond, now the Red Storm. Uh, and uh, I've always been a, a great fan of St. John's. To this day, I have a group of guys I go to games with at Madison Square Garden that are season ticket holders. I love St. John's basketball. Uh, and we're going to have some people calling in to give updates uh, regarding the St. John's program uh, who... Uh, uh, under Coach Mike Anderson, is a much improved team. They're a team uh, going in the right direction. I think they're going to be an NCAA tournament this team this year, uh, St. John's. We're going to talk a lot about them here on the show. Um, now, South Carolina Gamecocks, with their great coach, Frank Martin, 
Uh, and they're a good team. That's an NCAA tournament team, I believe, this year. You're going to hear a lot about them. Why? Why? My son goes to South Carolina. So certainly, I'm a big South Carolina Gamecock fan. Uh, he's a sophomore at South Carolina. They have an excellent team. Pretty cool coach in Frank Martin. So we'll certainly be talking about the Gamecocks here at the show. And while I'm going through all this, if you'd like to give us a call, talk about any college basketball subject, call 914-636-0110. Okay, who else do I root for? Buffalo. I'm wearing a Buffalo sweatshirt right now because I went to law school at the State University of New York at Buffalo School of Law. Um, I can't tell you I was a great fan of Buffalo basketball while I was there because they were like Division Three and not good. But later on, they got the program to Division One, And a couple of years ago, they made a little run in the NCAA tournament, knocked out some big-time teams. So uh, I believe they beat Arizona. Uh, so I'm a, a fan of Buffalo. I watch a lot of games. Uh, it's kind of fun to watch a different conference, that other MAC conference out uh, in the Mideast. Uh, so we'll be talking about the Buffalo Bulls. And I do have a guest coming on uh, who covers uh, the Buffalo Bulls uh, college basketball team. Uh, I root for St. Bonaventure. That's where I went to college to start. Uh, I love St. Bonaventure. It's a great school. Uh, I had a, a really great time attending there. Unfortunately, I had too good a time, so I had to come home after the freshman year of St. Bonaventure, but I've rooted for them my whole life. We're going to talk about St. Bonaventure. And lastly, uh, I have a house in North Carolina, uh, and we root for the North Carolina teams uh, because we have a house, a second home in North Carolina. So I, uh, although not everybody does this, I think it's a rarity, but I root for both University of North Carolina and North Carolina State. Uh, those are rivals down North Carolina. I don't think you root for both teams. I do. I root for North Carolina and I root for North Carolina State. And lastly, I root for University of North Carolina at Wilmington. That's where our house is in Wilmington, North Carolina. So those are our three North Carolina teams. All of these teams will be covered um, on the show, probably a little more than other schools because they're my favorite teams. And of course, it's my show. Uh, so I'll be talking a lot about those eight basketball teams uh, and, of course, in the open line segment, we'll talk about all 353 teams. Um, so we have a call. Before we go to the call, let me just remind everybody, uh, to go with this radio show, there's a website. I was supposed to say that at the beginning. I forgot. We have a website at www.ionahoops. Now, now I'm doing Guy Show. Guy, if you're still listening, I just gave everybody your website. My website is collegehoopschat.com. Dot com collegehoopschat.com if you're listening go check out the website we have a call let's go good evening yeah hey jim uh good luck with the show oh thank Glad you so hear. much i appreciate it. who's calling uh my name is chris from east chester hi chris from east chester how you doing today i'm good i think the last time i called a gale open line although it's a basketball open line let me just step back a little bit it's not a pure gale open line it was probably back in the pat kennedy days wow and, and, you know, and anyway, that's great, Chris. Uh, I'm glad I, you called in. I'm glad uh, you're an old time uh, Iona College fan. As a matter of fact, since you mentioned Pat Kennedy, I have some connections to Pat Kennedy, and I'm going to invite him on the show uh, one week uh, to talk about his time at Iona College. Plus, he's a great college basketball analyst. He'd be fun to have on the show. Yeah, yeah, he, he would be. He's a, he's a great guy. He had some great teams too with with Iona, and they. Uh, yeah, I remember the um, the Iona Fordham Wars. Oh, do you remember that Tom Penders versus Pat Tom, Kennedy? Yep, exactly. And they were always close, and those those games were electric. And they really were. Things to, and uh, New York basketball, college basketball, is sorely missing that that kind of stuff. Oh yes, and, oh yes, Chris. I think that 
I, I obviously I own in Manhattan play because they're in the Mac, but they should be playing Fordham. We should be playing Hofstra. We should be all playing St. John's. All these Division One, pretty good college basketball programs in the New York Metro Avenue area should certainly play games. They should get into some of these uh, non-conference part of the schedule uh, tournaments. It'd be a lot of fun for the people in New York, and it would make college basketball mean more to the people of the New York metropolitan area. Absolutely, and I'm hoping uh, Rick Pitino will inject a little bit more uh, excitement into uh, into college basketball because it's kind of been down. You know, New York is a pro sports town, but pro sports around here hasn't been the greatest. That's you know, coming from a Met fan. So, so I suffer uh, from the same uh, affliction. Uh, yeah, Chris. exactly. And uh, hoping uh, Coach uh, Pitino will bring uh, some of that and keep some of the New York kids uh, uh, local, which is nice to see. Uh, Tough watching these kids going off to Arizona and Kansas, and not a, I'm saying you know, Iona's are going to be able to compete with those big schools. But you know, if you could keep a few New York kids around here, it would be a good thing. I think I do too. Uh, well, one of the players they brought in this year, Ryan Myers, came from the New York Metropolitan area. He played in the Catholic School League. I've seen him play. Excellent player, and uh, I think that was a great recruit. The fact that uh, nobody had had him yet is unbelievable in March. I've seen the kid play. He's an excellent, smart New York City guard. Uh, can get to the hole, um, can shoot, can play, uh, can play on the ball or off the ball. I think it was a great recruit for Rick Pitino, considering the fact that Rick Pitino took the job and had to bring eight guys in in like five days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, you know, the Iona uh, basketball program right now is kind of like uh, it's kind of like Christmas morning, but with the uh, with the COVID and this virus, we can't open the presents yet, you know. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Chris. Well, it's going to be great. Um, did you go to Iona? Yes, I did. I graduated in uh, 77. I was there when uh, uh, Ruland just started playing, uh, so I go way back. You, you really were you in the I glory guess. days. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was at, I was at the Louisville game. <laughs> well, you were at the Louisville game. Yeah, That's great at the Garden. I was one of the 40,000. I was one of the 17,500. <laughs> so... Chris, let's just share with the other listeners. Uh, if you're an Iona college fan, we all know the story that uh, Iona, uh, a couple of weeks before the NCAA tournament, played Louisville at the Garden. Louisville, I think at that time, might have been ranked one, or was it the top couple? Um, and Iona beat Louisville at the Garden, uh, which got us ranked in the top 25. It's one of the biggest wins in the history of the program. And here's the interesting little part of that, Chris. As Chris knows, and I'm telling the people that are listening, uh, we didn't win that year. We lost to Georgetown in the Sweet 16. But the team we beat two weeks before the tournament, Louisville, they won the national championship that year. Yep, exactly. Uh, and I think uh, prior to that, um, Iona had played Penn, um, and Penn had gone on to the Final Four. That's true. After that, I think uh, Iona, when, during the, uh, the Kennedy years, um, they lost to Virginia by one point at the Meadowlands. I was there. Yep. Uh, I missed uh, free throw. Virginia. Yeah, Ralph Sampson, not Ralph Sampson, uh, Olden Polonies. Yeah. And um, they went on to the Final Four as well. I don't want to take up all your time, but one last thing I do want to say, um, Iona, for people who haven't been to Iona and seen what they did with the, the gymnasium there, they did an incredible job in that footprint. of that. You walk in there, for those who weren't there last year, when you walk into that building and you look around, they have a bowl effect. It really feels like a, they, they, they really changed the atmosphere there, and it really has a big-time feel to it. And they'll really put a nice exclamation point on that building if they put Tim Clues's name on that court. And I'll finish with that. Oh, okay? Chris, great call. Hope you'll call again, Chris. <laughs> okay, you got it. Thanks so, so much. much great call. 
Uh, uh, we have another call? All right, we're doing okay on our first show. We have two. our second caller. Uh, good evening. Hello. Hey, how you doing, James? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. It's Ken from Rye. Hey, Ken. Oh, it's Ken from Rye, my <laughs> grammar school and high school friend. And Ken was texting me when the show started to let people know that while the great Iona College basketball teams uh, were practicing at Iona College back in the late 70s, we were on Iona Prep swim team, and we shared the same locker room with them. We did, we did, before the fancy, the days where they got fancy and had their own locker rooms and uh, everything else. Um, but I'm calling in to, to say, uh, after listening to Bettino's uh, interview the other day for the Iona College uh, homecoming, he spoke, and I think it's worth noting, he spoke about the out-of-conference schedule. And I think one of the challenges he's well aware of is that Iona College and anybody from the MAC doesn't get into the NCAAs unless they win the division, unless they win the division and, and or the tournament, I should say. And I think he, he kind of elaborated on how he's trying to work that schedule and to make it stronger, knowing that obviously it's difficult to get big-time teams to come to Iona College's gym, so he's talking about u- utilizing Madison Square Garden as a kind of a home a home and away. With hey, Ken, I, I think, I, Kenny, can you hold on through the commercial break? Sure. Chola, sure. Uh, Ken, hold on to the commercial break. We'll be right back, folks, and do our final segment of the show. VOX from Westchester and now all over the world. 1460 WVOX. College Hoops Chat, brand new radio show here at WVOX every Monday night from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And I'm chatting with my grammar school and high school friend, Kenny from Rye. How you doing, Ken? Good, James. Good. Yeah, I just wanted to follow up. As I said, the question was really around the out-of-conference schedule for not, uh, not only Ionic College, but also the MAC teams in general. And I think it's worth just spending some time over the course of the coming weeks to talk about the challenges divisions like the MAC have in getting, I guess you'd say, quality out-of-conference wins. Uh, I know Coach Patino talked about it the other day with regards to, I think he mentioned Tennessee as a possibility. He mentioned about going to some tournaments over the course of the next two to three years. But I, I think it's a challenge for them uh, and worth asking your soon-to-be uh, guest, the uh, assistant coach of Iona College, is how they plan on doing that because they seem to be stuck in a kind of never-ending cycle where unless you win the division and or the tournament, you're not going to the, tur- you're not going to the NCAA tournament. I should say the MAC right, tournament and then right. going to the NCAA tournament. So I think it's worth noting that. And I'd love to hear the feedback on your upcoming guests and also about the out-of-conference schedule for Iona College this year. I I'll agree. I'll hang up and let you answer. I agree. So tell you, okay, Ken, thanks so much. Thanks for calling. Thanks, James. Thanks, appreciate it. So great point by my friend Ken from uh, Iona Prep. Uh, yes, Iona's really struggling with their non-conference schedule right now. Uh, from everything I'm hearing from people in the know, uh, they've, they want to come up with four or five games, uh, possibly before they get into the, uh, well, actually the MAC tournament, the MAC conference is going to start earlier, but they would like to get some games in. I think it's December 13th is the first game uh, on the MAC conference schedule, but in, starting in November 25th until uh, early December when the MAC conference starts, they'd like to get three, four, five games in. From, from what I've heard, they have about three games lined up. 
They have a road game at Fordham, and they're talking uh, about a two-day tournament up at uh, Mohican Sun in Connecticut, although I understand that it's not definite yet, uh, and the rumors are it's teams like Vermont um, and Buffalo, uh, my alma mater for law school. So, and those are good teams. So that'd be, that'd be a real challenge for Iona, and they'd be some good non-conference games. Uh, Ken mentioned that Rick Pitino talked about uh, the non-conference schedule being an art form this past Saturday night during homecoming. And it is an art form. It's very hard for mid-major teams like Iona uh, to get these um, uh, non-conference games before the regular conference season starts, usually normally in January this year earlier. The problem is, is that not these mid-major schools get offered what they call buy games. Everybody heard that expression for buy games, which is where the school, uh, some big powerhouse school will offer a school like Iona $50,000, $75,000, $90,000 to come play them. But they won't do what they call a home and home series where we play at your school one year and the following year you play at our school. Uh, that's what you really want in Quality non-conference games. Each team gets a home game over two years. Uh, the big powerhouses don't like to give that uh, to uh, the mid-major conference teams like Iona. So that's why it's really hard. Kenny's exactly right. It's really hard for a school like Iona to do the non-conference scheduling. I thought it was really interesting to hear Rick Patino say Saturday night that uh, the key to non-conference scheduling for the way he saw it was... Um, if we're going to play these big powerhouse schools, he wasn't as interested in these buy games where they pay Iona a lot of money to go do a road game at some big powerhouse school. He'd rather play them in one of these tournaments. Kenny mentioned that um, Rick Pitino's talking about next year, next season, Iona playing in the Disney Classic, which is a big tournament down in Orlando with a whole bunch of different powerhouse schools. Play them on a neutral court rather than in a buy game. We have to go play on their court. Um, uh, and then the following year, another big tournament, this is two years from now, uh, called the Battle of Atlantis uh, that's played down uh, as the Bahamas, right? Uh, see how, much, how often I go on vacations. Um, but the Battle of Atlantis, you get to play these big, powerful conferences on a neutral court so nobody has an edge. So that's something Rick Pitino was looking for. Um, he also wants to get home-and-home home series with big conference schools, Uh but it's hard. It's hard for a school like Iona. But then again, this is Rick Pitino, one of the greatest coaches uh, in the history of college basketball. He might just be the guy that can get some of those games. But uh, as uh, Chris, our prior caller, said, uh, and I believe as well, uh, I'm really excited about getting some of these old games back for the non-conference schedule against the St. John's, against Fordham, which we have this year. Uh, everybody, Iona is opening on November 25th against old-time rival Fordham. Uh if it wasn't uh, a pandemic, that game would sell out. I'm pretty sure Iona Fordham would sell out. It's going to be a really good game. We'll have to watch it on TV, hopefully, folks. It will get on TV. But that's a really good game for Iona to open up with. Iona at Fordham, November 25th. I'll be watching that game for sure. But I'd like to see Iona play St. John's, Fordham, Hofstra. Those are three non-conference games that I think be really good uh, for the uh, New York Metropolitan College basketball scene. All right, folks, we have about six minutes left. Uh, If you'd like to give us a call, the number here is 914-636-0110. Talk about any team in America. Give us a call. Uh, Kenny from Rio called before. Next time you call, Ken, I'd like to hear your thoughts on where you went to college, Providence.
the Friars, a very strong basketball program in the Big East. Uh, uh, Ken knows a lot about Providence. We'll get Ken to give a call uh, maybe next week and talk about Providence because uh, they got a great coach and a great program uh, up at Providence. See, you know, I'm a, I mentioned earlier before that uh, I'm a St. John's fan, and I was really impressed last year with uh, Mike Anderson. Mike came from uh, Arkansas. Uh, it was a, a big trip up to the north for Mike to become the uh, St. John's basketball coach. Uh, they lost a bunch of players. Chris Mullen was the prior coach, the legendary player. They lost some players. But Mike Anderson came in and stabilized that program. Did a really terrific job of stabilizing that St. John's program. And just like we said about Iona, where uh, the St. John's of November was a different team than the St. John's of November, uh, this February and March. By February, March, Mike Anderson had the team playing his style. They were playing really, really well. Um, and uh, when it looked like uh, they might even finish with a losing record, St. John's, uh, in starting in March, they went on this unbelievable streak at the end of the season, St. John's. This is why I'm so excited about seeing them this year because they have most of the team back. Um, and especially when they got hot, in the la at the end of the season, particularly in a couple of weeks of March, they um, had a lot of the young players stepping up and playing really well, responding to the Mike Anderson um, basketball style. So uh, they beat Creighton, who was ranked number 10 in the nation, uh, by 10 points. Um, and then they lost the game against Butler, but then they beat Marquette, another very strong team, uh, a close game. And then uh, in the first round of the Big East tournament, they beat Georgetown. Not only did they beat Georgetown, they, they they solidly beat Georgetown 75 to 62. And they really played well in that game. Big come it was a close game. They came back and played magnificent with a big uh, like a 20-point run they went on. Um and then the final game of the season for St. John's was against Creighton again, who they had just beaten uh the week before, and uh or I guess two weeks before. They were playing Creighton at the Garden in the second round of the Big East Tournament, and they were winning at the half. Yes, the Mike Anderson, St. John's Redstorm was beating nationally ranked Creighton in the second round of the Big East Tournament. The winner went to the Final Four the next night, Friday night of the Big East Tournament, and they shut down the tournament at halftime. Shut down the tournament because of the pandemic. They only played half the game. But St. John's was leading Creighton at the half. That team was on fire at the end of the season. They were playing really well. They might have won that game against Creighton and went to the Final Four. And then you, who knows what happens? Who knows? They could have won the Big East. So Mike Anderson did a great job stabilizing St. John's last year. He made them better. They were playing their best basketball as the season ended. I'm excited about seeing St. John's play this year. Got four nice recruits came in to add it to a really good core. Watch St. John's this year, folks. I'm predicting right here and now St. John's is an NCAA tournament team this year. Uh, and we'll talk a lot about uh, the St. John's Red Storm uh, this season. All right? All right, so as we wind down here, folks, um, this is the uh, format of the show. This is the first show. I thank our callers. Um, I thank everybody for tuning in and being with us today. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you found it informative. Uh, every week, I'll open up, talk about some thoughts about college basketball. We'll bring in a guest We'll talk about a particular team or a particular conference. We'll get some real analysis from somebody who really knows what they're talking about. Uh, today we did Iona since we're the home team here in Iona. But every week we'll be doing different programs um, or different conferences. And that'll be the first half of the show. 
And then the second half of the show will be an open line. Anybody can call in, talk about any college basketball program or story or game they want to talk about. I think it'll be a fun format. I think it'll be, you know, as we get closer to the games, we'll probably have more of a buzz and more of excitement. Uh, we'll probably get more callers. This was the first show. So everybody who was uh, part of the show tonight, I can't thank you enough. Uh, make sure you go check out the website. Uh, I'm going to be working hard to get a post up a day on the collegehoopschat.com website. Collegehoopschat.com. Go check out the website. That's a companion to this radio show. Uh, we'll be here every Monday night in this spot from now until after the NCAA tournament. Uh, again, uh, I'm Jim Maysano. This is College Hoops Chat Radio Show. Uh, a great first show, folks. Thanks so much. We'll be back next Monday night. Uh, and I'm going to really enjoy chatting with all of you about college basketball this season. Again, Jim Maysano, talk to you next week. Bye-bye now. <laughs>